Our reading today is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 22 through 33. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up to the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the wind was strong, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. In my small hometown in the Pacific Northwest, it was a Saturday ritual for children to go to the high school's indoor swimming pool. Winters are gray and cold there, so playing in a warm pool was the bomb. One of those Saturdays when I was about seven years old and just learning to swim well enough to be dropped off on my own, a friend and I were bravely scooting ourselves along the wall toward the deep end. We had no water wings or noodles. It was open swim, so no one was really watching us. And once we reached the six feet deep area, we thought we could push our four foot tall selves out from the wall and use our new skills to paddle back in. We probably could have accomplished it if my friend wouldn't have panicked, and I mean really panicked. She instinctively used me as a prop to get her own head above water. And with her hands on my shoulders, she held me below the surface. Well, then I thoroughly panicked. I couldn't get her off of me and I couldn't breathe. And I was certain I'd drown only three feet away from the side. But out of nowhere, I felt a hand reach down and in one fell swoop, yank me up and set me on the edge. I was catching my breath and crying as it had all happened so fast. And what I still can remember really vividly is how my body felt in that sudden airlift. And I remember the look on my rescuer's face. No judgment, no scolding, just kindness and relief. And I wonder if Peter felt the same way when Jesus reached down and snatched him out of the water. Earlier in this chapter, Jesus is in the hills grieving the death of his friend John. And while alone, he is interrupted by the needs of the hungry crowd and has to end his solitude to feed them. After Jesus completes the miracle of feeding the masses, he sends the people away. Immediately, he compels the disciples 
to get into their boat and leave him alone. Jesus goes back into the hills to pray, to be alone, to grieve. And interrupted again, but this time by his terrified disciples and a big storm, Jesus walks into the torrent across the surface of the lake toward the boat that had drifted too far from shore. And the disciples do not recognize their teacher and are scared to death by what they size up to be a ghost. And Jesus speaks to them words of comfort. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Now Peter, always the earnest one, responds to that familiar voice. And I can only imagine what the other men are yelling over the wind when they see Peter swinging his leg over the side of the boat to take his leap of faith. It was just like Peter to do something so impetuous. It was Peter who claimed to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, let's stay here with Moses and Elijah, let's build houses. It was Peter who cut off the soldier's ear when they came for Jesus on the night of his arrest. It was Peter who asserted with all his heart, I will never forsake you, Lord. And right before that, he denied him three times. Jesus's intuition about Peter's temperament was spot on because when he met him, he renamed Simon Peter, which means the rock. And we know what happens when you toss a rock into the water. It certainly doesn't float. Don't you, un don't you wonder what would have happened if Peter had made it out to Jesus? Would Jesus have high-fived him? Was Jesus there with his arms open wide, encouraging Peter like a father does when his toddler is taking their first wobbly steps? Come on, you can do it. The most common interpretation of this story focuses on Peter's falling short of his goals. And it's easy enough to get on board with shaming Peter for his little faith. But I think there's more going on here. Jesus didn't expect Peter to walk on water in the first place. Jesus himself was heading toward the boat. And it was Peter who asked, if it is you, Lord, command me to come to you. And Jesus simply responded, come. Jesus didn't reject Peter's curiosity or boldness or his desire to go. Jesus didn't expect Peter to walk on water at all. And I find comfort in that. He doesn't expect us to walk on water. That's not our call as followers of Jesus. We were created to be miracle workers. We were cr created to be who we are totally and completely human. Because faith is allowing God to be God and us to be human, 100%. That's the right spiritual arrangement. Jesus is revealed in the words of the men in the boat, truly this is the Son of God, the miracle worker. He feeds the 5,000. He is the one traveling the countryside, healing the sick, the lame, the blind, restoring the outcast to the community. Jesus performs the miracles, not Peter and not us. 
Counterintuitively, when we believe we must be like Jesus, we enter into deep and murky waters. If we do everything ourselves, where then is humility and our need for God? In whom do we put our trust when the storms come? It's not normally in the calm, serene times of life when we turn toward God. It's in the torrent. It's when we are up to our necks in the waters of chaos that, like the old hymn goes, we turn our eyes upon Jesus. Peter couldn't keep his eyes on Jesus when he was trying to walk upright. He fixed his eyes on Jesus when Jesus reached down to grasp Peter's hand and pull him out of the water, and Peter reached up and took it. When we depend upon our own self-sufficiencies as individuals or as a community, our need for God becomes pointless. Jesus is called Savior because it means to save, to rescue. Jesus is not a life coach or a spiritual self-help guru. He is the one in whom we put our trust to save us to save us in times of need. The good news of the gospel is not good news for the perfect or the accomplished or the self-sufficient. Jesus came not for the healthy, but for the sick. The good news is good news for those who know they are not God nor want to be. What a relief it is. We can stop working so hard. We've heard it said, belief in God is a crutch. Well, friends, I've yet to meet someone who hasn't or won't need a crutch at some point. I think our brother Peter wasn't trying to walk on water to prove he could or to show off. I think he walked on water because he was trying to get close to Jesus. The spiritual life is not about becoming perfect like Jesus. The spiritual life is about growing close to him. It's not perfection, but presence. And we can count on this. Any sincere attempt we make to step out of the safety of our boat is an act of faith and is welcomed by Jesus. Any sincere attempt we make to close the distance between God and ourselves pleases God. Our impulse to be united with Jesus comes from a God-given, honest place deep within us. If Peter hadn't taken a leap of faith into that storm, he would not have discovered Jesus as the one who was his true life preserver. Peter would not have experienced the genuine, loving relationship with his Savior, a relationship immersed in the waters of grace. So today, let us hear Jesus's words of assurance for us in the storms that kick up in our lives. Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. In fact, stay put. I'm coming to you. Thanks be to God. Amen.